With the signing of OBJ, does that mean that Lamar Jackson will return to the Baltimore Ravens this season? Let's discuss now on Pack the Bank. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to what is attempting to be the best sports podcast on YouTube. As always, my name is Cody. I am here joined with my wonderful friends and co-hosts, Aaron and CK in the building. Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Bank. Aaron, what do we have on tap for today's episode? Uh, man, let's talk about, well, normally as everybody knows it, it keeps up with us. We're going to do some Packers and Panthers corner. We're going to talk about uh, some news around the league. We're going to actually do the rankings on cornerbacks today, and then uh, we'll end off with uh, two NFL quizzes with all, you know, maybe something spice it up, make a little, have a little fun at the end. So we'll do some do some quizzes. A little, <coughs> little test in the brain knowledge. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into cornerback rankings first. Um, with, with Garrett Williams, man, I, I like his zone coverage instincts. I think, it, uh, yeah, his instincts and zone coverage are, are fantastic. Um, I think he's kind of a slept-on corner that doesn't really get as much uh, talk and hype around him as should be. Um, so, so I think he'd really be someone to look out for. Um, so his, his, I also like his physicality, his aggressiveness, and also his competitive toughness. Uh, dude's tough. Dude's, I mean, dude's willing to, to you know, jab you at the line. Uh, he, he don't mind. He don't mind getting dirty, man. It's just, it's just part of it. Uh, so I, I really like his, his aggressiveness uh, when it comes to playing a cornerback position. Definitely because you know, I, I personally like an aggressive corner. So things that I, that I'm that concern me. Um, his long ball speed kind of bothers me. He's right off the line. He's good. Um, and then you know, 15 yards and back, I think he's pretty well. But it, it's the 15 yard plus that kind of scared me more because it's like he he loses speed as it keeps going, and then he he can end up getting burnt in the deep ball pass. Um, so that kind of worries me a little bit. Um, his ball skills with his what he has his back to the ball kind of kind of frighten me too a little bit. Uh, it's like when he as soon as his back is towards the ball, if he's trying to catch up with the receiver, he's he's guarding at the time. Uh, he just kind of loses sight of the ball, you know. Uh, a major, a major no-no as a corner. You, you kind of always have to have your eyes on the ball. Um, he's also dealing with an injury. He's coming back from from a ACL injury back in October <clears throat> of 2022. So uh, just the the ACL injury kind of bothers me too when it comes to Garrett. Overall, then man, I really like Garrett. I think he's gonna, you know, at worst be a top tier cornerback too. Uh, if not be a bottom tier cornerback one. So, yeah. Um, who do you, so, so who do you think? Cause I know that for a couple of these guys, I know that like, uh, Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez and even Joey Porter Jr. have drawn like comparisons. Who do you think Garrett Williams like comparison is here? If you had to give him an NFL comparison, um, nah, that's a good question. I, um, what's that corner from, uh, Greg Newsom? Okay. He's a corner, right? Or is he a safety? Yeah, he's a corner. Yeah, no, he's yeah, a corner. Yeah, yeah. Greg Newsom would probably be my comparison to Garrett Williams. So. With uh with Joey Porter Jr., man, I really like him too. Uh he has excellent ball skills at catch point. Uh so I, I really like that. He he has the prototypical length to play. He's a big dude. Um I don't have his measurements. I had some others written down for their measurements, but I didn't write his down for some reason. Um uh, Joey Porter is 6'2", 193, and ran a 4'4'6". Yeah, 
Big dude. Uh, 6'2 corner, I'm, I'm all for. He's actually one of the bigger corners in this class, if not the biggest. Um, uh, his, his press man, uh, he, but he also, had, uh, sorry, he has prototypical length when he plays press man on the perimeter. So, uh, like I said, his, his length definitely helps him when it comes to press man coverage. Um, his height, weight, and speed at premier position. Like I said, he's 6'2", 190, um, 195. But, uh, and then his, his speed is, what'd you say? What was it? Uh, 446. Yeah, 446. Fast, dude. Um, things I don't like, um, his run support is kind of meh. So I think his, his run support could, could definitely use some, up, um, some, some working on. He's kind of high hit. He has a high hit frame, uh, that can lead to tightness in transition. So it's, it kind of bothers me like the, the back riddling into the, turning around and running forward it his his hips are a little tight so it could, it could cause him maybe to stumble or even to fall down depending on the you know the play the, the grass at the time where they're playing or the uh the surface i should say because they don't all play on grass anymore so that unfortunately yeah. um and then his uh i think he's kind of a scheme specific talent so um so I think certain schemes are going to, you know, work for him well more. That's when I think the he's going to be more of a man guy than a uh, a zone type corner, in my opinion. So <clears throat> it'd be better for him to go to a a man coverage, more of a man coverage team than a zone a zone heavy team. Um, you got anything about Joey? I do not. Not really. I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, like. You know, with the draft being next week and everything, who they're like, I guess, drawing comparisons for it. Now, I have heard that I think Joey Porter Jr. draws a lot of comparisons to, I believe, um, like Casey Hayward. I think he draws a lot of comparisons there. Um, but who, like, who, who would you say? Uh,. Man, with Joey, man, um, I didn't come prepared for comparisons. Um, oh, that's I'd fine. Done some more looking around. Um, According to CBS, his NFL comparison is Dre Kirk, Dre Kirkpatrick, if you remember him. He's okay. Alabama. That's not bad. I think it's this, low uh, end for him. Yeah, this... This next one that uh, Aaron's going to talk about, I actually know a personal comparison for him. So, um, oh, one God. that I've heard. So, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say um, Jair. For Christian Gonzalez? Yeah. Uh, that's who his comparison is. Is it really? I got to keep to So, a keep to is like his like floor, but I think like- Jair is like his ceiling. Because of the way that he like plays a uh, press man, and he's like super aggressive, which is exactly how Jair plays. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, with I don't really have as very much when it comes to Christian Gonzalez. Like mainly his uh, his con to me is his play strength. I think he's I don't think he's really one of the strongest corners in here. So it worries me about being kind of bullied when it comes to right off the line. Um, oh. 
So, but what I do like though, his his length, his athleticism, and his instincts are insane. Uh, I mean, the dude's just dude's an all around ball hawk. So I I like Christian Gonzalez. I think he's going to do pretty good in the, in the league. He's six one one ninety seven and ran a four three eight. Yeah, yeah, dude's fast. So I think where he's probably going to succeed is you know even if he's not that physical like. On the line, I think you could actually make more of an argument to have him fill more of an Eric Stokes type of role where he's he might get beat off the line, but he's got incredible makeup speed. And I think that's really where he you're probably gonna see him succeed a lot and he's gonna be able to cover deep, deeper than like, you know, most of your man to man corners or like even like your zone coverage guys that are just gonna have to like yeah, they can cover, but they're gonna have to like go and sit back a little bit and just kind of wait for the receiver to come to them. So, yeah. Um, so Emmanuel Forbes, you know, I'm pretty high on Emmanuel. Uh, his ball production is is great. Um, he has he's he's pretty versatile when it comes to his coverage, also. So he has very uh, his coverage versatility is very well. I mean, he's good at zone, good at man. Uh, I mean, he's pretty good at pretty much everything that I've seen him play. Um. I know he had pretty good games against uh, Texas A&M and Kentucky. I think he had a pretty good game versus LSU and Bama also, if I ain't mistaken. I'd have to look them up to see exactly, but I'm pretty sure he had pretty good games versus all four of those teams. I know he had a good game versus Kentucky. Um, but uh, So he, he actually, his intelligence and his instincts are great. Um, so that's these top three guys, their instincts and their intelligence are all pretty high for me. Um, they're pretty much all three just fantastic football players when it comes to just, yeah, just football all together. Yeah, they're just great football players. Definitely cornerbacks. I mean, they're all fantastic corners. Um, uh, Emmanuel actually ran a 4-3-5 40. Yep. So, I mean, he's, he's quick. Oh, yeah. uh, he, so, um, his, slim, his slim build is what bothers me. Dude's only six foot one eighty. Yep. So I mean, I'm six foot tall, sure, but I mean, you're gonna be playing against some big, big receivers. So, so you have him at one eighty. Yeah, 180 that's, pounds? What it, that's what it said on online. See, I got at one hundred and sixty six. Oh God! If that's that, that's even worse. So I don't know. It could be. I, I'm looking at like PFF and like uh, the NFL draft buzz. And both of them have lifted at 166. Oh, God. Um, but I don't know when they updated it, so it could be wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, I got 166. Hmm. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Because, like you said, you have, you have that, and I have... Um, I got 180. So, uh, I really don't even know, to be honest with you. Well, what um, was his numbers at the combine? What did he weigh in at? Let's see. Because that would be closer to like what he actually is going to well, be. Kind of. Uh, let's see. NFL combine. What he? Let's see. Uh, where is he at? NFL.com. What's NFLOG.com? Have him listed as. NFLOG.com has him listed as one sixty six. Jeez, that's really small. <laughs> Yeah, that's like incredibly undersized. But if he's playing like a, 
I don't know. I don't want to say like a nickel. But if he's playing nickel against those smaller, faster receivers, he'd, he'd be all right. It wasn't a problem in the SEC. It won't be a problem in the NFL. That's another thing. I think people have to take that consideration for everything, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Um, I just think, I know people's like, well, NFL and college is different. Yes, but with the SEC, you are playing some of the greatest talent in college football. So it's like, that's pretty much what you're going to be playing. The SEC is just the closest you can get. Yeah. yeah, so it's like if you can, you know, what I'm saying, I, I don't know. To me, it's just like I think that that says something, and that's not just for corners; that's for every position. I think that it yeah. definitely speaks volumes. Yeah, maybe it's just me. I just. Yep. All right, let's get to Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. So uh, with with Devin Witherspoon, man, uh, of course you know his instincts and his intelligence is is insane. But his experience and success in man coverage is is top tier. Probably one of the best, if not the best, in this draft. Um, I think he has the best ball skills in the draft. Um, his personality, he has a tone-setting personality. So it sounds like he's he, he could possibly be the general, of the field general of the defense. Um, the quarterback of the defense, as some people like to say. Um, so I think he's, he's definitely going to be a... Uh, uh, a very outspoken player. Um, so, I, me personally, I like outspoken players. I like players that like to run their mouth and can back it up at the same time. Um, yeah. So, I do enjoy that. Uh, but he also has a, a special teams resume, which I think will help out some, whether it's kick return, punt returns, even field goals. Um, so, his special team resume is definitely going to help Devin. Um, um, his lean frame... Uh, it, it offers questions versus uh, powerful running back, powerful wide receivers. Sorry, um, he's only he's only six foot one eighty. That's what they had him listed online. Yep. I mean, yep. I could be wrong. Yep. So uh, he's kind of the same, I guess, when it comes to Emmanuel Forrest with that one. It's like, are you going to be able to to keep up with like a is a DK is a, a DK gonna push yeah. you on the ground and just run past yeah, just you out like physically? Yeah, yeah. Is he just gonna drive you in the dirt and run off and catch a bomb on your face. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, if teams could box him in and try to make him play slot. Cause in my opinion, I think his primary role should be a cornerback one on the, on the wide receiver one, blah, blah. But I think that some teams could potentially try to try to box him in and make him play the slot position uh-huh. because of his size. Um, and sometimes I think he's a little over eager to make plays, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think he's, um, I think he's just kind of, he, he kind of like try to try to read. He'll read the corner quarterback's eyes, and he's kind of he tries to over. You know, I, I don't really know how to explain it. He's, he's just over eager to to try to make the play in the backfield and could just completely just miss. We yeah. see players do it all the time. Uh, oh, I, be, I know. I know a corner that uh, like to do that quite a lot. Yeah, we know a we know a defensive edge does it too. Um, so, so that that that's really that bothers me when it comes to to Devin. But that's that's pretty much it. Um, you want me to do my famous uh, famous uh, what you call it honorable mentions? I do sure why not. Sure. All right, there's a bunch of them, so I'm not gonna like explain a bunch. Uh, so Deontay Banks. A Maryland corner, Maryland, six yeah. foot, 
197, uh, ran a 4.35. Then we have Cam Smith from South Carolina. He's 6'1", 180, runs a 4.3. I'm going to say Julius Brents from Kansas State, 6'3", 198, 4.53. There's one more, two more. Darius Rush, also from South Carolina, 6'2", 198, ran a 4.36. And then Riley Moss from Iowa, who's 6'1", 193, and ran a 4.45. Excellent. All right, the boys. cornerback class is pretty deep. Yes. It, it's very deep. I mean, we uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and we kind of just keep reiterating it. But, you know, the, the closer you get to the draft, you realize this is a incredibly deep, like, lineman draft, tight end draft, receiver draft, cornerback draft. Like, the guys that are going to come in and make uh, – the guys that are coming into the league next year – I mean, it, it's going to be a completely different league, and it it really is going to show with this draft because there are like stars everywhere as far as yeah. this draft goes. So, except for it, next it, week when I won't have any honorable mentions because <laughs> the safety class is safety class is literally so like thin. safety class is lacking. Thin. Yeah, it, it's so thin. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty rough. Um. So yeah, that's that's all I got for corners. This week, next week we'll end our our rankings list with safeties because I'm not doing kickers and punters because boring. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll end it with safeties um, next week. Alrighty. So, welcome to around the league news. Uh, like mentioned before and actually earlier in the show, wide receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. has officially signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Is this just the Ravens trying to uh, to get Lamar to stay in Baltimore? Or is this the Ravens finally giving whoever will be the quarterback a uh, wide receiver one to actually work with? I think it's probably a little bit of both. They're probably it's. I mean, clearly the only other receiver they have is um, Bateman, but I've, he hasn't stayed healthy the past two years. Yeah. Um, I also think, I don't know if it's true, but I saw a, like a tweet from somebody. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, Odell asked for Beckham and Hopkins. Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. Sorry. Yeah, Lamar asked for Beckham. I was actually about to bring that up. And Hopkins. And then the Ravens were like, we can only do one. There can be only one. So, obviously got him. I kind of hope that they, Lamar goes back just because I do kind of want to see Lamar and Beckham. That'd be pretty sweet, but I don't know if it'll be enough. Just getting him. I think I think the fact that they were actually like FaceTiming each other after OBJ signed is probably a really good sign that Lamar's coming back. Yeah. And I think that this is gonna be like I think this is gonna work in the Ravens' favor as far as like enticement goes, because he's gonna be like, Alright, they might not pay me, but we might see more than one playoff game this year because he's definitely he's season. definitely still gonna want to get paid though. Oh, absolutely! But so like, it's like it's one of those where what they ought to do is either front load it or back load it. In my yeah. opinion, what they ought to do, I don't know how they could do it, but they could do it where he's like the highest paid quarterback for the first two years, and then it kind of falls off. But yeah. My well, thing with this is though, it's like yeah, they brought OBJ in. And then Lamar is a question mark, and they FaceTimed, and 
and all this and the, this thing come up about wanting D hop. But it's like I feel like Lamar there's there's gotta be OBJ knows something because it is reported that the Jets offered him just about if not the same that what Baltimore offered him. Yeah. So that somewhere in there that has to be a thump because you don't just say no to Aaron Rodgers if you are going to go play with some rookie quarterback or even Tyler Huntley. Like so, it's like one of those where it's like, look, we're we're Lamar's like, if you get on with the Ravens, I might drop some money a little bit to come and play. But you know what I'm saying? So something something's there in my opinion. I just don't know what. Yeah. Well, and I would, you know, I, I know that we hate throwing around the uh, the old leverage word, but I really do think that this kind of works in Lamar's favor because he can pretty much go to the Ravens and be like, look, you gave OBJ, as great as he is, $18 million for one year. There's zero reason why you can't give me the money that I'm asking for, or even like you were saying, Aaron, like a little bit less, and you know, everything be good and we make this run like you guys want to make, you know, the run. Tell them to bring me my money. So I think that this in term, I think it all works for the Ravens because I think this is exactly what they wanted. They wanted to get a wide receiver one because Lamar's probably been asking for one. And now Lamar also has a reason to stay in Baltimore. And I think it works out for everybody. So... Yeah, it. I, I. As much as I'd like to see Lamar somewhere else, I think he just fits Baltimore. I think it would be best for him to go back to Baltimore. Um, plus, because I don't know, I don't know if any team is willing to pay what he wants. I just I really can't. Not. See, I can't see him being anywhere else. That's the weird part. Like, yeah, I saw like the stuff that you know people are gonna put out for their edit pages on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot of him in a Jets uniform or like a Cardinals uniform, you know, Falcons, whatnot, what have you. He didn't look natural in any of that stuff to me. Like, I just have always seen Lamar Jackson as a Raven. Funny enough, the only one I think he looked the best in was probably Atlanta. (laughs) But, uh, I don't don't want to deal, I don't want to deal with Lamar Jackson twice a year, so it's a pass. No. I think it's I think it's between the Colts and the Ravens. Yeah, I think it is too. And if it happens, it'll be draft night. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I don't think it'll be for two first. I well, think they'll be like, I'm gonna give you four. I give, four is a high pick. So it's like I give you four, and then I give you two seconds and a couple third and whatever else. So it'll be interesting to see though um, when it comes to this. All right, so uh, Gerald McCoy has announced his retirement. Um, McCoy played for the Bucks the majority of his career. Spent a season in Carolina. Um, went to went to the Raiders and then went to the Cowboys. I don't know if he played much for either one of those teams when he was no, there. I think, I think the Cowboys. He like signed and they didn't get hurt in the off season. I so. Yeah, because I, I don't think he ever actually took a snap as a cowboy. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think he got hurt in Vegas too. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So I think he just his injuries caught up, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, I don't know if he's signing. 
I do not think he has a ring. I don't think he does either. Was he, he not there not. in 2020 when they were? He was, or, he was uh, not. He was not. Huh. I think he was with Vegas then. Huh. He definitely wasn't on the Bucks. He definitely wasn't on the Panthers either. Um, he was on the Bucks when they were complete dog doo doo for like yeah, he eight was, years. He was he was Jameis Winston Buccaneers. He wasn't Tom Brady. Uh, okay. He was um, the only like beast of a player on that team for a long. I was time. so excited when we signed him. Yeah. And then he just kind of he wasn't awful. I mean that, but he, he wasn't was, terrible. He was not. He bad. wasn't Gerald McCoy that I expected either. So, uh, do you guys do you guys know that uh, the year that he went to you guys was 2019, and that's the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl? Wow. Yeah, that's how it works. That's. I was. I don't remember who it was, but I was looking up some other dude that I was pretty that sure would won. Make me retire. <laughs> yeah, I was looking up some dude the other day that I was like a hundred percent sure won a Super Bowl. I can't remember who it is now, but like, it's amazing to me how many people like leave teams and then the year after they're gone, that team that they were just on wins the Super Bowl. It's like if you would have just been there for one more season, one more year, or the team or the player that like Lashawn McCoy played for the Chiefs and won Super Bowl in the very next year, went to the Bucks and won the Super Bowl also. Yeah, which then oh, played his played team. It was it was Le'Veon Bell. I was looking up Le'Veon Bell the other day. Yeah, Le'Veon didn't never won one. Yeah, because I thought for sure that he would have won one uh, with Kansas City, and he didn't win. He didn't win it with Kansas City. I think that was the year he was on there with uh, when they played the Bucks, wasn't it? Yeah, and they yep. lost. They went to mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, but they lost. Yep. Yep. I was like, that's insane. to really think about the amount of Super Bowls and playoff games that the Chiefs have been in these last five years is insane. Yeah. Must be nice. And it doesn't look um, like it's slowing down either. Oh, it's not. It's not going to slow down a bit. Not even a little bit. Not, and that's the that's scary part. <laughs> so, And they hit on all their draft picks, too, like all the time. Nick Bolton is a dog. Yeah. Well, like so. their entire draft class this past season started games for them or yeah, played Carl significant Loftus. snaps. Carl Loftus was good. Yeah, but even Loftus, like their like seventh rounder. Yeah, they're seventh yeah. round running back. Pacheco's eight. Dude, he had a he had a game in the Super Bowl, which is why you don't draft a running back in the first. So, so what I got next? Okay, yeah, the Falcons are just spending money. I mean, yeah. they're just you know, uh, so they they signed Bud Dupree. Good for them, I guess. They all. I mean, it's all right. Like, also signed um, who did sign this week earlier? Oh, was last see. week. Uh. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Listen, Falcon fans, I'm going to be completely honest. A big name. This this signing would have scared me like six years ago. But, I I mean, Bud Bud Dupree's a great player, but he hasn't really done a whole lot. When he left Pittsburgh, he was a great player. He went to Tennessee and kind of fell off a little bit. But I I do think that, uh, I think, I I honestly think Atlanta's going to give us the, the biggest problems in the NFC South this year. Yeah, I've been saying, I've been saying that. The comp- the our real competition is the Falcons. Yep. The Saints are going to be stuck in mediocrity because as much as people keep saying like, "Oh, they keep manipulate," they do keep manipulating the cap. But you got to realize, look at everything they keep losing, and they replace it with thirty year olds yep. that are falling off. 
they're going to stay where they're at. Because Michael nine. Thomas is yep. not a top 10 wide receiver. I don't care what you say. You're going to lose Alvin Kamara for at least six games. Yep. Um, Chris, Chris Olave is about all you got. And Chris Olave is yep. good. And I, I don't like you know talking good about the Saints. But Chris Olave is a good receiver. Um, and Derek Carr is Derek Carr. I'm, I'm not scared of Derek Carr. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Um, so, but yeah, I, yeah. The they Falcons, traded for Jeff Okuda today. Jeff Okuda, that's who it was. Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't put that on here, but whatever. Um, yeah, they traded for Jeff Okuda. They traded for a and Johnny Smith. Uh, um, so they traded for it. they traded for Jeff Okuda, who was back in 2020. He was a third round pick, a third a third of a raw pick. Yeah, and they traded him for a fifth round pick. So, you know, you okay. can be like, oh, we got Jeff Okuda. You're right. But you traded for somebody that went third and you traded him for a, like, pick in the fifth round, dude. That that speaks volumes, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, so. Not, not really. I mean, he's a pretty solid corner. I'm not going to say he's like, like. He went third overall and they traded him for a fifth round pick. That's like well, Chase Young went second overall and trading him for a fifth round pick. Oh. I don't know. I think I think him and uh AJ Terrell. Yeah, AJ Terrell. I I had somebody else in mind. Um but yeah, I think the pairing of him and AJ Terrell will actually be really good. I mean a change of scenery may is maybe what he needs. We've played Jeff Okuda twice since he's been drafted, and I've never seen him make any anything that, you know, done anything to blew me away. Yeah. So. But, uh, yep. All right. All right, so I know this is kind of hard for y'all to see, but I can read it. You're good. Uh, so here are the draft attendees for this year's draft. I don't – there's probably – there may be more. I don't know. Um Jordan Addison, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, Jalen Carter, Zay Flowers, Christian Gonzalez, Paris Johnson Jr., Will Levis, Joey Porter, Anthony Richardson, B. John Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, C.J. Stroud, Keon White, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, and Bryce Young. These are some of the guys that are the attendees for the draft. Um, As you can see, I see one, two... Three, I see three wide receivers. Um, possibly two of them go in the first round. I think JSN and Flowers goes in the, in the first round. Um, I don't know about Addison. Hmm. And then there's one safety. Like you said earlier, the safety class isn't very deep. There's a bunch Only of corners. Bunch of corners. There's a ton of corners. And then four your four your four quarterbacks, because there's yeah. no shot. No, there's no shot all four of them. One of them's gonna fall to the second. They're all gonna go in the first round. Um and then one one offensive lineman. Uh Paris yeah. Johnson, which That's is weird because I think that uh I think dude from Tennessee should be there. I think he's gonna go in the first. Um, yeah, I think I, I also think uh, you know Roger Jones, Roger yes. Jones should be there. I think Skoronsky uh, should be Skoronsky there. Skoronsky should be there. 
I mean, I think uh, I think it's weird that Bijan Robinson is up there. Why think why I think it's weird Bijan's up there? Well, I mean, I don't he's know. He's going in the first, dude. I, I mean, he's going in the first, but if Bijan's going to be up there, I don't see why Jameer Gibbs is not up there. Too. You know, a good. But you also got to remember they have to accept it. They have to accept the invite, and they also well, then again, they still have to be invited. But the yeah. uh, because Bijan's a, uh, a generational prospect, and they're going to invite him because they know he's going to go first. And you know what I think could happen? I think that uh, one uh, trade that should be watched out for that could be a, a trade and a draft pick. For Bijan is uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Austin Eckler wants out. Somebody calls. Hey, we want Austin Eckler. What do you want for him? We'll give you a, give me a second or whatever, maybe a third. They trade him, and with that next pick, they take with their first overall pick, they take uh, Bijan and put him on that Chargers team. I can see it. So I, could, I actually could see that. Yeah. I think that's an I think that's an interesting take. I think the Giants are a team you should watch. Also, I know they got Saquon, but they tagged him, and Saquon has apparently said he's not signing the tag. So yeah. that could just be a bunch of block people pay. See, people say they're not signing the tag anyway all the time, but I still think that if someone calls and offers them a, a high second, you take it, and then you draft B. John Robinson. Why not? He's cheaper. He's well. He'd be he'd be expensive because he's a first, but still, um, he'd actually be cheaper to Saquon, I think. And then plus, you ain't got to worry about that injury history that Saquon has. Yeah. Or if you're the Packers, you uh, trade away your your star player for a bag of chips, and and that that just is what it is. So um, very I'll say cool. I'll say another thing here. Notice how Quentin Johnston. I don't know how to say his name. Is it Johnson or Johnston? It's Johnston. Johnston. Okay. He's not on here. And the reason that he's not on here is because the NFL... Allegedly. 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 The NFL doesn't think he'll go... They're not, like... Get, they don't not, want an awkward moment on TV. Yeah, but then, you... No what offense to Keon White. That they think That's insane. That's an insane thing. Keon White is there. No offense I'm, to him, but, buddy, you could go... He is the easiestly, He's the easiest one to sit there and go, yeah, he may go in the second round. Top of the second round, but still, I'm confused on what the awkward moment the NFL think is going to happen. Him, him showing. Okay, think about how awkward it was that Lamar Jackson sat there for 31 picks, or Corral and Willis, or Corral and Willis, who got first round invites and sat there and didn't go to the third round. Yeah. So it's like you're sitting there looking, or 2005. You go back to Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you might be going first. Cool. And then he falls to 25, and he's sitting there like this the whole time. Yeah. It's because every camera is going to be focused on you the entire time. And it's yep. pretty much like a, hey, dude, you kind of suck because you keep falling. <laughs> it's like, hey, right. bud, this must suck for you, but, you know, TV is TV, bud. Yeah. And I know you're about to cry, but suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you shouldn't have got blown out 65 to 7 in the game, and you probably would have went higher. I just, but, I it just ama- it just kind of amazes me because it's like, what if one of these guys, like, for whatever reason, like doesn't go first overall, like like first round, like like you guys were just talking yeah, about, you like, sit there. like they're not fixing anything because it's still going to be awkward. So like, why even with you know because like, these are more these are I guess these because these are most of the guys that more than likely 
have the higher possibility of going first. So that makes sense. All right. Is there anything else in uh, around? Yeah, I've got a couple league? more. Uh, so we're actually going to talk about these NFL pro comparisons for these quarterbacks real quick. Uh, we'll awesome. kind of run through these. Nothing crazy. Um, kind of get through it kind of fast. Uh, these are all absolutely terrible. Yeah, they're pretty um, bad. So, uh, Hendon Hooker is a mixture of Jacoby Brissett and uh, Shout out. and uh, Daniel Jones. So, NC State and Duke. Um, Let's go, baby. Interesting. Definitely coming from a kid that's from Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, from so, Carolina. Woo! So, uh, Let's go, baby. Yeah, this this is this is an awful comparison, in my yeah, opinion. Um, I, I don't I don't like it. It's pretty not rough. one bit. I don't think he deserves it, honestly. I nah. think Hendon Hooker is like a healthy Hendon Hooker is miles better than Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett. So I don't, I, I don't like that comparison at all. I would give him a young Russell Wilson with a little bit less accuracy. That is that is probably I would give him a better version of Geno Smith. That is probably what I would give Hendon Hooker, but. Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, I'm not against not it. Um, yeah, no, I disagree. Um, Will Levis is Sam Darnold and smoking Jay Cutler. Oh, dude, this is perfect. Uh, that is, I, if this you is the want best to one. talk about the boom or buzz, this is the biggest put two trash quarterbacks together and then put him in one. And that's what you did because Jay Cutler was garbage and Sam Darnold is garbage. So it's like, yo, that is a terrible two and one. Jay Cutler. I think it's funny in. that I that I look at all three of these dudes and they just look like frat bros. I think like, that's kind of why they put like them all together care. for band. They look like they all went to the same high uh, high school and college together and just never grew up. And they all just they drink Miller Lite together. They're they're all like sitting uh, in a cookout parking lot wearing their Letterman's jacket. Hundred talking about third and hundred percent, dude. If <laughs> if I wouldn't have injured my shoulder, we'd have won state that year, bro. If I wouldn't have tore my arachnophobia, I would have went first overall. Hundred percent, dude. Uh, Will Levis, in my opinion, his comparison to me, in my opinion, is Derek Carr. I could see that. I could. Also I don't know. See... I like the. I do like the Jay Keller one. The Jay Cutler for a floor would be good. I think his ceiling could be closer to maybe like a Marcus Mariota. Shoot, I, I wish think. my ceiling was. I wish my floor was thirty-five thousand yards, two thousand two hundred twenty-two, two hundred twenty-seven touchdowns, one hundred sixteen interceptions. Yeah. So anyway, pretty good floor. No, nah, it, nah, it, it's not. Jay Cutler's trash. Uh, he was a Bears quarterback. He actually threw more touchdowns to the Packers than he did to his own team while on the Bears. Fun fact. Which is, if that's real, that's insane. I bet you it was 2016. That is a 100%. If it happened. Mm. Let me see. I think another Will Levis comparison could maybe be a Jake Galone. Maybe. I can see that. That's fair. So Next prospect. Anthony Richardson. The man. My man. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Not... 100% agreeing, not disagreeing either. I could see Carson it. Carson Wentz? Really? Absolutely not. Carson Wentz? I mean, MVP Carson Wentz. Maybe. 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 
I'm glad that Cam Newton's not on here. I am insanely glad about that. Thank you, God, for that. That is the comparison that I was thinking I was going to see. Yeah, but that thank God, because he's nowhere near Cam Newton. I'm sorry. Maybe his accuracy. Both their accuracies are hot garbage. But... If I could... If I could, like, take out one of the quarterbacks, I would see it be Wentz for, like, a floor comparison, and I would give him, like, Dante Culpepper. I was thinking Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Culpepper or McNabb and then Jalen Hurts, that's a pretty good floor-to-ceiling ratio, and I think that Anthony Richardson would probably fall somewhere right in the middle. And that's not a bad quarterback at all. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, I think for Carolina, of course, if we draft Anthony Richardson at one – I'm not against it. I would question. I would qu- definitely question it. But it's like you have to 100% trust this staff enough because if you can hit on and I, I'll say this every day until the draft, if you can hit on Anthony Richardson, you're gonna hit on possibly a top five quarterback in this NFL, 100%. And I'll, I'll die on that hill. But you have to be able to hit on him because if you don't, it's it's this guy is a huge. Probably the number one boomer bust guy in this draft. Well, it got it got a lot of attention, um, kind of negative attention from our group chat the other day. But the Panthers actually put out something talking about, uh, you know, who do you, you know the fans think that you guys are taking at number one? And and I commented, I said the popular answer is going to be Bryce Young, but the correct answer, looking back at it five years down the road, it's going to be Anthony Richardson. Because if, if Frank Reich can take Anthony Richardson and do even a little bit of what he was able to do with a very old Philip Rivers, a very old and nobody wanting Carson Wentz, and then a, you know, back backup journeyman Jacoby Brissett. If, if he is able to do that with Anthony Richardson, look out. Because the NFC South is wide open, the NFC Conference is wide open, and there's absolutely no reason why Anthony Richardson can't come in after a little bit of good coaching and film study and have this Panthers team sitting pretty, you know, every year in the playoffs. And least. if you and if it, you got it, it's like it was like, well, you got to have a good back, a decent backup for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, got Andy Dalton. Yeah. And honestly, that's somebody for him to learn from. Because Andy Dalton is a very serviceable... Whoever comes in is literally learning from three quarterbacks. Because they're learning from Josh McCown, Andy Dalton, and Frank Wright. All used to be quarterbacks. So, they, they, I mean, it's not like they don't know how to do do this position. And I know he wasn't a quarterback, but also Jim Caldwell. Yeah. He wasn't a quarterback, but... um, I think he is a slept-on hire. He definitely slept-on. For Carolina. Well, but I'll, I'll also say this. He coached Matt Stafford, like, in his very young years. So, he's got that experience, too. And Peyton because, Manning. Yeah, and Peyton Manning. I mean, you've got quarterback help all over that place. So, if they're going to take a project in Anthony, a project in Anthony Richardson, it's going to be a pretty good project. It's going to be an old Ferrari that you're taking to a, you know, to a car show. And you only got a little bit of detailing to do. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, listen, all right. I'm going to say this one time. It's a Jordan Love type of pick. It is a, 
high high risk, high reward. All right. Except you're except you're not waiting five years to play. And you're gonna wait like one. Well, we didn't either. We waited or we none. Waited. <laughs> you ready? He's coming. Yeah, we're. I didn't well, say much because I I put my opinion out there way too much about that. That's okay. All right, next prospect. I hate CJ, this. CJ Stroud got a Jared Goff and Dak Prescott comparison. I always wonder what do these guys think when they see this type of stuff. Like, was CJ sitting at home and he sees this? What does he think? Of course, he's not ever going to tell nobody. But it's like, did he look at this and just laugh? I, just, I think I would have. <laughs> my, I think my first reaction is probably what his first reaction was, and. The only thing that kind of came to my mind was like, why? Yeah. I don't I don't see any CJ Stroud, or I don't see rather any Jared Goff or Dak Prescott in CJ Stroud's game. Like, I feel like he's got a way faster delivery than what Jared Goff has. I feel like he's a lot more accurate than what Dak is. And when he needs to, he can break down and escape the pocket better than both. So, what are, I mean, what are they seeing? The only thing I can think of is if they, like, missed, like, they didn't tell us how it actually worked, and maybe they're saying, like, taking the best traits from golf and the best traits from Dak, and that would be CJ. That's the only way I can see that this actually makes sense. The thing that I think I could see is the way that I know that both Jared Goff and Dak Prescott like read coverage at the line. Watching a little bit of tape on CJ, I have seen that. So I think that is a similarity that I could probably pull and and I could see. Otherwise, as far as like attributes going on, you know, like I was talking about throwing, accuracy, um, escaping the pocket, like, you know, just presence when he has the football in his hand. I don't get it, man. But I, I, I don't like this comparison anyways. So I think this is where a Jalen Hurts comparison would probably be more accurate as far as like a maybe like a ceiling or very low floor goes. I could see a Jalen Hurts comparison here. Yeah. Um, and then we'll finish with Bryce Young. Uh, this, this was this, this is straight dookie. This is this one is the one I didn't like the most. This was uh, straight trash. <laughs> Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. I need Cynthia Freeland. Oh, I get it because they're Alabama quarterbacks. That makes sense. Well, uh, one of them went to Louisville, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was more so talking about Tua, but uh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Don't, These are bad. I. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to. I, <laughs> So, anyways, I don't, I don't think I don't even think the Drew Brees comparison is a great comparison, but I take that one over this. This is awful. This is bad. I, this one is bad. Yeah, I. I but I with Drew Brees, though, the Drew Brees kind of makes more sense because they both kind of did have that point guard mentality when it comes to playing football. Yep. Like, like I don't think people understand. I know that the size scares them. I really think Bryce Young could be really good. I think that's a crappy excuse. For. Yep. And you know it's they trash. come out with apparently with these S two test, and this man oh, scored like a ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. A normal score is like in the seventies, eighties. He scored one of the highest ever. He scored higher than Herbert and wasn't it higher than Breeze too and Burrow. 
Yeah, it's hiring Burrow, and, and so, I think it's hiring Breeze as well. It's insane. Dude's cracked. But from what I'm guessing, this S2 test is supposedly supposed to be about, um, like, decision-making, uh, reading defenses, stuff like that. So it's like, you scored a 98, he's, he's pretty smart <laughs> when it comes yep. to all this type of stuff. So it, it'll yeah. be interesting, man. Well, I heard that he has like, like a photographic memory or something, and I think like, I think it was like Mac Jones or like uh, Joe Burrow have like photographic memories, and that's why they also scored like super high on on those tests or whatever. Yeah. So, well, Bryce Young also had like a full year of experience because he would literally like build the offense with Bill O'Brien like every week because he would yeah. he knew that much about him. And Bryce Young also, as soon as the game would end, he would go. Get the game film and watch highlight or watch uh, film right away after the game. Yeah, that's the first thing he would always do. And I'm I I've, I've been on the CJ Stroud train, but I'm slowly getting off and jumping on the Bryce train. And I've been on, I've been a Bryce fan too. Choo choo. But oh, dude, I. Draft Luke Keekly as a comparison. Draft night's gonna be fun. <laughs> Draft night's gonna be so fun, dude. I cannot wait. Are you gonna be able to be a part of it? Uh no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. However, fake getting COVID. Fake get a disease. There's a possibility. Yeah, just yeah. Just tell me tummy or something. I might just do a, a draft surprise. Whoa, crazy. Whoa. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Calling from work. <laughs> so we doing that. David Bakhtiari. Does he believe in the Packers? Or will he eventually just leave with his comments? Let's find out on this episode of Packers Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this segment of Packers Corner here on Pack the Bank. So, uh, David Bakhtiari actually went on Bussin' with the boys over the week. And essentially, uh, this this statement that he's made has kind of been taken out of context a little bit. But it does have a little behind it. So, David pretty much said, The Packers are rebuilding whether you think they are or not. Could they be good? I don't know. Could they be bad? Probably. I, I think that the thing a lot of people are getting caught up on is the fact that he said they. He didn't say we. He didn't say us. He didn't say, like, you know, Green Bay. He said they. Um, which is almost like, you know, he's, he's kind of trying to separate himself. And I think the only problem that I have with people reading into this is the fact that David just re-signed with us. He just restructured his contract. We know he's staying in Green Bay. Now, whether he's happy about that, I don't know. If he wasn't, I wouldn't assume that he would sign again with us. However, I think he's also going into this season with an open mind because he's never played a full season or even more than a game with Jordan Love. So how is he supposed to know if they're going to be good or not? He, He can't. I mean, it's like, uh, it's even like Jordan right now. 
he doesn't know what the season is going to hold. He doesn't know if they're going to be good or not. He doesn't know if they're going to make a playoff run. It's just something that they're going to have to cross that bridge when they come to it. And that's the fact of kind of what's going on. Um, so I don't look too much into the whole that Bakhtiari saying. I think that, you know, he's still a part of the team, but it might not be for a very long time. It just kind of depends on how he's feeling, how the organization is feeling. And honestly, they might end up drafting his replacement in the first round. We'll just have to see how the draft shakes out. Uh, next up, we have a thing from uh, Wendell Ferreira on Twitter earlier this uh, this week. According to Charles Robinson, the Packers asking prices of 2023 second and 2024 guaranteed first. And they are willing to give something back to the Jets in 2025 if Rodgers retires after one season. And the Jets don't want it. So, as of today, which is Saturday, April 15th, the Jets and Packers still have not traded uh, Aaron Rodgers to one another. Rather, the Packers trading to the Jets. And the problem with this is that the Packers and the Jets had came to an agreement before the Jets went down to meet Rodgers uh, in California. And I think after Rodgers went on McAfee is when the the Jets and the, the Jets front office um, got a little bit scared. They got shy about him saying that he was 90% retired. Uh, versus 10% wanting to play. And so Woody Johnson got a little scared that Rodgers wasn't going to be there. The problem is, if you guys already had something agreed upon, then why not go ahead and just go with the deal and then take the fact that the Packers are trying to say, look, if he doesn't play after, after 2024, cool. We will give you something back in 2025. It's a guaranteed that you're going to get that draft capital back in some form. I think that this probably would have been done a lot sooner, if not already done, if Rodgers hadn't said the 90-10% comment. But obviously, we will never know. And this will probably go all the way up until draft night, which is next Thursday. So next, we have the Packers have a big cap hit, whether Rodgers stays or goes. The Jets have no quarterback. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, two weeks till then. Yeah, uh, actually, real quick, while you're on that subject of that, uh, there has been talks that uh, that Rogers has told the Jets for an office not to. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you, you know more about this probably than I will, but told them not to try to rush this because yep. he's not going to be there at OTAs and any of that anyway. So to drag it out as long as they want to. So uh, I think that this is a big reason why a lot of people don't like Aaron Rodgers. It's like. You know, you want to be traded as blah, blah, but you don't ever want to be a part of the team. And maybe it's just me, but I personally wouldn't want a quarterback if he's not going to be like, I'm going to be there. We're going to do this. Like, you need to work with these guys. Yeah. You need to be around Garrett Wilson. And that's the big reason why I was I was very hectic on him about, you know, getting mad at Christian Watson because he dropped a touchdown pass in week one. He, you haven't worked with him. 
you have to have that connection, but you won't go get that connection because you're too busy staying at home doing 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 ayahuasca. So but, it's like, come on now. But the beat devil's advocate, in this case, he is looking out for the, his future team. He is. You're right. But my thing is, it's like, yes, he. I mean, yes, he is looking out for them. But at the same time, I don't know how to. I mean. He's looking out for them, but he's also not at the same time. The The thing that I have, or I guess the problem that I have, rather, the Packers, I don't think it'll happen, but it's been kind of quote tweeted and stuff like this. It's a very real possibility that we don't trade Rodgers before the draft or mm-hmm. even during the draft. It's yeah. a very real possibility. Yep. Yep. This only hurts New York if we don't trade him. Because we could have them, we could be in trade talks with them all the way up until like after the June 1st designation, which by the way, only offloads like only has us at like a 16 million cap it for this year. So it kind of further pushes that can down the road and really kind of helps out the Packers as far as like salary cap goes for the 2023 season. But you look at it and you say, Okay, New York, cool. You guys don't want to give us our draft capital. Well, now we're going to make it worse on you. And we're still going to give you Rodgers, but it's going to be after you guys have already done OTAs and mini camps. So now when preseason's coming up and you guys have plays installed, we'll give you to him, but he's not going to be any help because none of your receivers are going to be on the same page as him. So, you know, congrats on not just compromising with us when we had a deal in place already and essentially screwing yourself over the only person that he's going to have any type of connection with there is Alan Lazard and Alan Lazard's not going to go around teaching the Jets receivers the entirety of what Rodgers expects because he respects something different from every single receiver so I mean, but he could work out with them just not at training camp uh, I feel like that, there's like a tampering clause or something. Some. So some... what about whenever they train with during with the with with each other during like the season or after uh, like off season? Maybe I don't know. I feel like with with him being like a trade asset, it might be something different. But I I don't know. That could be a possibility. Um, otherwise, that's all that I kind of have for this week on uh, Packers Corner. As always, if you liked the video, go ahead and feel free to hit that subscribe button, hit the bell notification, so you always know when Packers Corner or Pack the Bank goes live here on YouTube and listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Um, but until next guy, next time, guys, peace. Look in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, wait. It is a bird. It's Demir Bird, and he's back with the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk about it on Panthers Corner. All right, so Demir Bird is back with the Carolina Panthers, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he used to play for the Carolina Panthers. Cody actually remembers Demir Bird. He was the one that had the butt catch versus the Packers in that one game. Remember that? That was an insane butt catch. catch. It was good or was not that, for you Was guys. that 15? Was that 2015? I, 
I don't know. If, I don't think it was fifteen. I think it was like seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Okay, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. But I, he I had remember the, it happening. He had the, I didn't remember. Yeah, the butt catch. That was in, that was insane. That mic'd up moment was great. That was crazy. Greg, it was funny because the whole time everybody's like, "Yes, yeah." And Greg Olson was like, "Do not challenge that." He goes out, and Cam goes, "Whose team are you on?" <laughs> and then as soon as we get it back, and they're like, "It's a touchdown," Greg Olson's like, "Yes," and they're like. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, that's not. That's not. Nah, Come on, okay. Greg. But yeah, uh, Demir Bird's back. Um, this means one to two things with me. One, um, Shy Smith. There's a possibility Shy Smith will no longer be on this team. Um, if he is, he'll be a practice squad member. Um, and two, uh, Demir Bird's probably gonna be more of our. Could be more of our punt and catch return man. Or, or, have, it could be, or it could be Shy Smith, either one. It could yeah. be both of them, who knows? But, yeah. I have my hey, theories. Okay. I'll, I'll be 100% um, honest. I'll let him go first. Sorry. I'll be 100% I know you honest. Um, this probably means that the Panthers are not going to draft one of those big name receivers. And I'll just let you guys know that now. And when I, mean, I was. Yes and maybe no. Because so we still was, don't have a wide receiver one, technically. Yeah. Technically speaking, so. Uh, but I was gonna say this, to me, this means three things. One, like Aaron said, it could mean that uh, you know we're gonna cut Shy Smith. It might be a thing of we're keeping six receivers. We're gonna draft one, and then it's Demir Bird versus Shy Smith for the kick returner, punt returner type thing. It could mean we're gonna keep seven receivers, and we're keeping both of them plus a drafted guy. Or it could mean. Genuinely, we, we don't like any of the receivers in the draft, and we just wanted to do this to make sure we had six. So, yeah, who knows? It yeah. could mean anything. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of it. I mean, <laughs> I don't it could know. could mean anything, I, could mean nothing. It's it's actually a very interesting signing. I'm actually very happy about the signing. Yep. But it is in, it's a very interesting – It was a very, I was surprised. I read it out. I had yep. to reread it because I was like, what? Like, yep. What? Okay, cool. And forward, he is the, back. was it the last kick? He either has the last kick return for a touchdown for the Panthers or the last punt return for the Panthers touchdown. It's been that long. He was last on the team in 2018, and it may not have yeah. even been that year. So that just yeah. that ex- that's that says a lot, in my yeah. opinion. It's been so, bad. It's been rough. It's been pretty rough. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about this real quick. Um, I had one a couple weeks ago with C.J. Stroud, and I think it was Zay Flowers. This week I have one, and it's updated, and now we have Bryce Young because he is now the leading favorite and betting odds of being the number one overall pick, and then potentially our number 39th pick, Jalen Hyatt, on this. Uh, Me, personally, I'm very high on Jalen Hyatt, so I'd love to see Jalen Hyatt as a Panther. Um, I think he'd do really good with Bryce Young, too, so... Yep. Me personally, I love this offense. Yep. I love the last one too, but I love this one. So, um, I'll agree. As yeah. long as we get some weapons for our guy, I'll look forward which, to it. Which one do you guys like more? Between, like, which one do you think would be, um, like more versatile? I guess between, between the one last year, or I'm sorry, last week with, uh, I think it was like CJ and Zay Flowers, like you were saying, and then this one with Bryce and Jalen. I'll be honest with you, man. I kind of think this one, um, because you've got 
this one's more versatile because Terrace Marshall arguably could be your wide receiver one if he pans out to be what he was back in 2019 with LSU. You got your red zone threat and in your and your um your your uh, possession guy in Adam Thielen. Oh. Adam doesn't drop a lot of passes. And then you've got your another red zone threat and your deep ball guy in Jalen Hyatt. And then you've also got another deep threat in DJ Char. And then you've also I mean, you've got Hayden Hurst, you're a great tight end. Uh, and I mean, Bryce Young just—it's Bryce Young. So, um, yeah. Which I actually have a video on Bryce Young. We can talk about here in a second too. So uh, me personally, because I'm a little more high on Jalen Hyatt than I am Zay Flowers, but Zay Flowers and Jalen Hyatt's kind of like neck and neck for me. So, uh, but yeah, me personally, I like this one a little bit better. But I would, I somewhat agree. I'm going to have to go with last week's just because I think Zay Flowers is, I mean, I think he's, I don't, I'm not going to say he's the next, like, great receiver, but I think he's going to come in the league and he's going to light it up. Zay Flowers gives me Steve Smith vibes. Yeah, I think he's going to be so, it's simply because of how good I think Zay Flowers is going to be is why I'm going to give it to last week. Just yeah. because you'd have Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall, Zay Flowers, and then you still have that deep threat DJ Chark. If you swap Zay Flowers and Jalen Hyatt right here, it'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. 100% perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what I would say too. I, I, so it's hard, man, because like, so Jalen Hyatt is one of the guys that's actually been like mocked to us a couple times uh, for, for the Packers, and I would be super excited to see him just because I would, he is like the missing piece to our offense as far as like having like a reliable slot guy goes to like go downfield and I would love that but I'll be 100% honest with you if this was the Panthers offense I would be actually scared of that because that that's a good offense yep yeah so uh, I've got this and before we get into the QB talks I do want to bring this up about Bryce Young real quick this is on a uh, podcast the other week Last week, uh, the name of the podcast will be up when I post it. Um, but this is actually Luke Keekley talking about Bryce Young. And really listen to what Luke Keekley says because you got to think about Luke Keekley, one of the best minds to ever play football when it comes to just breaking down film and doing it all. So just really digest what he's saying here. Size stuff is great, but if that ball is coming out fast, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, you know, that was yeah. – one thing that we ran, and Drew, Drew, Drew wasn't a huge quarterback, but he was strongly built. But you could never, you could never touch him. You get close to him, the ball would be out. You get close to him, the ball would be out. And then he never took clean shots. Like that's the other thing too is these quarterbacks. Yeah, they're going to get hit. They're going to get bumped. But the good ones, no, number one had to get the ball out. Number two had to na- navigate the pocket. And number three, they know how to not get hit clean. And like the best running back, that's one thing that Christian always did really well. He never got hit hard. Yeah, He was always able to roll out of stuff and get on guys' edges and fall forward and not take clean shots. So I think there's a real art to that. Get the ball out, know what you're seeing, navigate the pocket. You're going to get hit every once in a while, but it's like, hey, as long as you're not getting clean, you're not getting hit square. And then with all the new rules that they have, you can't land on these guys because if you go, to, we, we want our quarterback to be able to play. That's what makes the game exciting. So, 
So yeah, that's that's what Luke was talking about when it comes to Bryce Young, and I guess that's uh, it was brought up about him being like the Drew Brees comparison. So uh, and he's right though. You know, everybody's like, well, what, what's he gonna do when he takes these big hits? What's he gonna do when he he is He's got a point though. Drew Drew me now thinking about it after I heard that I've never seen many highlights of Drew Brees getting getting rocked. Yeah. Drew Brees was either the no. ball was out of his hands and he took a late hit, which caused a 15-yard flag, which give me all those you want. And yep. uh or or Drew was one of them people, and even even Bryce has done it because I've watched him do it in games last year and the year before. If he's gonna get tackled, there's normally he will throw himself kind of under the tackle. So like he'll just yep. kind of go down instead of taking the hit. He's really good about his pocket presence and, and being like, well, this is gonna suck. I'm just gonna go ahead and just take it. Instead yeah. of, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it out in time before taking a hit. So, uh, I agree. I, I think Bryce is gonna be a lot better than what people think. Yes. So, I could see that. All right. Uh, and then here is this. All right. So we kind of just wanted to give an update on each of these four quarterbacks and kind of what the, I guess you'd say, mood is around like what people think is going to happen with the first overall pick. So, as we said li- last week with Bryce Young, he started to gain a little bit of momentum towards being the first overall pick. You know, some reporters started saying it again more than they had in the past like month. Um, since that happened last week, since we said it last week, it has been an absolute avalanche of people saying that Bryce Young's going to be the first overall pick. I mean, there are people who have been mocking CJ Stroud for months from the beginning. Uh, to be on the Panthers at number one, and now they've switched to Bryce Young. So, you know, maybe put a little bit of however much you believe into that. Who knows? But, I mean, Bryce Young is also the odds-on favorite. They don't just change the odds for nothing. They have to... They're they're in the money-making business. They're not going to do something stupid. Um, As for the second guy in CJ Shroud, the momentum has slowly tapered off uh, but mainly because Bryce Young's obviously showing up and as Aaron said earlier Bryce Young had a really really good uh, S2 test score I believe like he said it was a 98 CJ Shroud allegedly had a had a low S2 score and I saw a tweet where someone asked about like a I don't remember who it was, but these two quarterbacks that are both starters in the league had like a 76 or 75. And he asked, like, okay, was CJ Shrouds around this? Because these two dudes are pretty good. And the main guy who's reporting the S2 stuff was like, those two scores that are 76, 75 are not considered low scores. Take that for what you want. But apparently that means it must have been pretty low. Again, uh, and also, Bryce Young had his uh, top 30 visit on month, Tuesday. On Tuesday, CJ Shroud is having his on the 18th. We'll get into that a little bit later. Anthony Richardson, third guy. Uh, there's been a tiny bit of buzz about him. I think a lot of our reporters have said like Bryce Young is who they think it's going to be. But look out for Anthony Richardson. He might. He's still there. He's not dead, but he's still there. Um, he also had a very good S2 score. And after that came out, they also said David Tepper really values the S2 test. Uh, so, so does Scott, I think. Yeah, and Scott. 
Um, he had his top 30 visit on Monday. Again, we'll get into that in just a second. And then Will Levis, I'm not really going to say much about him. I, I mean, we all know he's not going to be the pick. Uh, we will riot if he is the pick. No offense to him. Actually, offense to him. We don't want you. Um, uh, he is also... At least let the guy get drafted first. Nah, he's also coming in on the 18th. Now, if you listen, if you pay attention there, so Anthony Richardson was first and alone. Bryce Young was second and alone. CJ Shroud and Will Levis are coming in a week later, and they're coming in at the same time, allegedly. Aaron, what are your thoughts on that? I think if you want to get all pointy, uh, uh, what's it called, tinfoil hat, um, I think that means that CJ Stroud and Will Levis are on the outside looking in. And I think that AR and Bryce are the two on the table that Carolina is talking about the most. Um, there's been rumors that Frank Reich is the one pounding the table for Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting, too. So I, I really think there's it's a it's a three QB race right now, and I think everybody's neck and neck. Scott Fitt knows who he wants. Yep. Scott Fitt has already come out and said, I, I got my guy. I'm waiting on everybody else. But, you know, it's not Scott's team to build. Yeah, I mean, it is, but he's not the number one man. Yeah, so it's like we're going to – let's meet in the middle and let's see what we can figure out. So um, I just want to throw this kind of out there. In 2019, under pressure, Joe Burrow had 17 touchdowns. Okay. Gotcha. So 17. 17. Gotcha. Remember, remember who he was throwing to? Jamar Chase, Justin Jay. And this is since 2014. In um, Bryce Young, 2021, had 17 touchdowns under pressure. All right. And he was John. throwing to, was it Jamison Williams? John yeah. Mechie? Right. I mean, you know, they're also NFL caliber wide receivers, but they're not. Yeah, they're not. Two of them are top five, and the other are, and Terrace Marshall Jr. is kind of like a top tier wide receiver, too. Or at least he could be. So, yep. I mean, I'm just saying, I think that's one also had a worse line. So, yeah. Um, I think, I, I just think that what Bryce does is, it's insane. And it's not like Bryce comes from a family that just does whatever. His dad's a, uh, psych, was it a psychologist? I think so, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, this, it's, I think. I really think Bryce Young is like incredibly smart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like just like literally, just like not even just football wise, just everything. I think he's just an incredibly smart dude. So um, he's definitely not going to be a quarterback that if you draft, you're going to be embarrassed to have. Um, yeah. So. And to back up your other point about whenever you said like Scott has his guy, remember what he also said during that uh, what was it? Uh, the one right after like the press conference right after we traded for the first overall pick, he said. We're not going to talk to each other about it until like a week or two before the draft. So there is the chance that they haven't even had the meeting yet. And I say that because they haven't done all the QB meetings. They very possibly could have done the meeting, right? Where they were like, oh, this is our dude, right? But there's still the chance that they haven't even had that huge meeting with all these dudes in the room and battled it out to see who's going to be the first overall pick. I would kill, I don't think they have. I would kill somebody 
to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Yeah. Hey, w- do you guys think that there's a possibility that like they do have the meeting, right? Like, say before Bryce or CJ like touch down in yeah. Charlotte, they have the meeting, and one of them walks in and they're like, "Hey, listen, don't believe anything else. We're taking you number one." Like, just straight up, they're like, "Look." We're not going to put you through it. You're a Panther. No, because I really think they want to keep everybody guessing until draft night. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think. Because I don't the think last couple anybody. times that, that not just Carolina, but any NFL team has had the number one overall pick that needed a quarterback. You knew Bengals was taking Joe. You knew Jags was taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. There was other team. You knew. You pretty much knew Arizona was going to take Kyler Murray. I, mean, I feel like even it's just like so like that, but now it literally is like a there's not a consensus number one pick. It's literally like a there's three of them. Who are you gonna take? And I think Carolina, I think Frank Reich and Scott and all them kind of is kind of feeding into that just just for fun. I think we'll know. I think three days before or a couple hours before. I think we'll a have a good hours. idea. I think a couple hours before. And I think it speaks volumes that Frank Reich himself come out and said, just because it says that I like tall quarterbacks, don't believe everything you read. Yeah. I, I really think that holds some weight. Oh, yeah. Definitely could. So, I mean, because you don't come out and say that for no reason. So, it's like, yeah, I, I think that holds weight, in my opinion, 100%. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all that's all I've got for Panthers Corner. Um, if you've got anything else, CK? No, I just I, I mean I think it's a it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm I'm starting to think it's a two horse race between Bryce and AR. I know that it's like the CJ thing. I love CJ. But I like you know, we have a running joke about people having gut feelings and usually it's wrong. I don't know. My gut's telling me it's between Bryce and AR and Obviously, it's probably going to be Bryce, but I have I really been on the AR train for a long time. I really just don't think that you can go wrong with either. Like, like any of the top three here, any of them that you pick, yeah. is instantly probably going to, like, catapult the Panthers. They're all, all in, like, a situation. Yeah, like, all in separate ways, though. But I, I do think that each of these picks are going to be advantageous, no matter which one you, you go with. Right, so. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to test your brain power. We are going to do some NFL quizzes as our last segment here on this episode of Pack the Bank. So let's get right into it with a tier list of quarterbacks. All right. whole lot of All throws right. in football. Yeah. So, um... I mean, you see our rankings, S, A, B, C, trash, because there are trash quarterbacks, and then rookies, because the rookies are in this. So I'm going to go ahead and take the rookies out, because then they'll just be out of the way, just so we don't have to set all of them. He may not even be drafted. And then there's uh, Max Duggan, too. Yeah. Are there 84? Uh, Will Levis. Those look like. Yep. Yep, that looks like all of them. All right. Okay. 
So we'll just start from here and work our way down. Uh, Sam Darnold. And this is all based off last season. Okay, I was going to say. I would say C. He, okay. At the ending say, of last I'm season, say C. he played pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess C. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go C. So. I definitely see some worse quarterbacks. So, based off of last season, like I said, Geno Smith. Geno Smith's got to be a B or an A. That's an A. I would, I'd, I'd probably give him an A based off of what he did last season. I, I agree with that. S. Okay. S tier. Based off last season, you'd put him the in the greatest C quarterback of all time. I couldn't, I'm not going to put him in trash. I've never seen him play. So I feel like you have to give him a C because you you don't we don't know what we're going to get out of it. That's fair. All you need is love, baby. All right. But, um, oh, Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy's a B. What, what he did to fill in for Mac Jones, I mean, he. He came back and almost beat us. I mean, like yeah. he, he played a very good competitive game. And I'm going to put, uh, when we get to him, I'm putting uh, Brock Purdy in the same category and pretty much for the same reason. I mean, these guys came in as rookie quarterbacks, drafted like in the later rounds, and were not expected to do anything and really turned like nothing into something. So I'm definitely putting Bailey Zappi in the B category. I'd put him in the C category. Again, I think, I think he only had four games. I would, I would have to. Yeah, he only played four games. I'd have to put him um, in the C. Whoops, in the C for now, because like what you said with Brock Purdy, but Brock played so much more and went so much further. Yeah. So, okay. but that also depends because he was on San Francisco. But you know, man, yeah. still. Anyway, yeah, we'll get to Purdy in a minute. Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm putting him in C. A. C. He was injured. C. He was injured. I'm giving an A. We're, we're, what, we're, what would you consider it off, in, We're basing injured. it off last season, so that's what kind of sucks. So, okay, let's do this. If they were injured, base it off their the season they wasn't injured. Okay, then yes, I would put him in an A. Okay. Because it's kind of... I mean, last season, yeah, probably a C because he was hurt, but still. Uh, Joe Burrow. S. S. Yeah. Oh, A or S. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man! Um, I was like, "What?" No, <laughs> um, no S easily. Brock, easily Brock Purdy, a B, right? I'm I'm giving, I would give, I'd give him a B. Yeah. Okay. Is that Christian right. McCaffrey? That is. <laughs> Tra- that man's trash. That this man's taste- straight trash. Yeah. Is that Will Hill. Greer? That's oh, is that Taysom Hill? That's Taysom Hill. Get that man out of here. Trash. Yeah, trash. It's not good. Uh, Matthew Stafford last was, year. Wasn't Stafford hurt last season? Yes. Yeah. So For most of the time. Season before he was a Super Bowl champion. I'm going to give him a C. I'll give him a B for winning the Super Bowl. I think he gets a B, yeah. Uh, okay, but you said win. last season? Nine games? nine In nine games this season. He was injured. He had, we just made the the injury rule. You said, though, no, but you said you do it off the part where he was healthy. So if he played no, nine no. games and went ten touchdowns and eight interceptions, Ooh. that is not good. Oh, it's not good. That is tough. Okay, I'm I, I'm good with C. Okay, okay. that's fine. Mac Jones, trash, right? Yeah, trash. yeah. We're trash. all in consensus for that. Okay, trash is garbage. I'll give uh, S tier. Trevor Lawrence, S tier. S tier. I think B. I'd have to give him an A. Oh god, S or A? Wrong. He's 
He's so Dude, good. come on, man. That Chargers game has to mean something. I know he started terrible, but he come back. And then that he's Chiefs so game, good. he played so good. He he's A tier. I think I he's think he's A-tier. gotta be A tier. Okay. What's your argument for B? I don't know. I just I didn't see him as <laughs> He just doesn't like Trevor Lawrence. I mean I do like Trevor Lawrence. It's just I don't know. Just what okay, I mean that point right now. No, okay, he came back. This. Okay, tell me this then. Yep. Are you taking him over Brock Purdy? Oh yeah. Are you taking him over Geno Smith? Yes. Are you taking him over Lamar Jackson? Yes. Then why would he not be an A tier? I don't know. Exactly. But, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, just saying, like you know, you what don't I'm saying? know. <laughs> well, not like I, mean, I know that was kind like, of a crappy way to do it, but still, I'm like, you know, that's what I'm a saying? Cra- I mean, that's a crappy way to do it, but you like pretty valid. I mean, I would go like, okay, for like Lamar Jackson though. Actually, I'm not taking him over Lamar Jackson, but. It's also because of the 12 game thing. Like in 12 games, Lamar Jackson had 17 his passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. And in how many games did Trevor play in? I need to see how many he played. He played in all. He played in all 17, and he had 25 17? touchdowns and eight interceptions. Oh, by the way, can we make a separate uh, category for Russell Wilson for amount of bathrooms he has versus actual amount of TVs <laughs> he had last season? I mean, I think yeah, I'll give him an A. Okay, I'm giving him an A. Mike White. A, is that a no to to the bathrooms for Russell Wilson? Gotta be a C, right? I give him a C. Sam Howell. C. Uh, C. His backup. Um, Cooper Rush. Cooper Loki come in and played pretty good for Dallas, but I still think I give him a C. Yeah. Yep. A lot of these guys are gonna get C's because it was kind yeah. of a weird season for the NFL. Teddy, what did Teddy do? Teddy two gloves. I need to see what Teddy did this year. Teddy, oh that man did not. (laughs) No, Teddy came in and ha. He he played against my. I know he played against us uh, for Miami during Christmas. That man had a Wendy's four for four. (laughs) Man, trash. (laughs) Jay Fields. Uh, B B. He's a solid B quarterback. Ooh, that is high for a Packers fan. Okay, that's not what I was expecting. No, I'm completely being unfair. You want to do a B? I'll give him a B below Brock. Has to be below Brock. Don't put him below yeah. Brock. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep All right, it. so, well, if we're going to do that, then we're just going to. Um, Josh Allen? S-tier. S-tier. I hear no arguments. Whoops. Jacoby Brissett? Uh, C. Yep. Daniel Jones? C. A. C. A. B. He was very, C or B. He was very well improved. I, I, I would say B. I don't know if I've been... I think he's on the board. I'd say B. Of, I'd say B. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he could... If he has another season like he did last year this year, I could arguably make him an A. Okay, well, uh, I don't want to see Jared Goff in the A tier then. Well, I mean, he also had more than 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. So, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I can pick it. Can he pick it? I would give him a. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. He was pretty like a, good for a rookie. I'd probably say a C. I'd I'm going to give him a C just because I think there's a lot to improve. Yeah. Uh, uh, Davis Mills? Trash. Trash. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Trash. They talk about that giraffe like that. Uh, yes. Gordon. 
S <laughs> tier, baby. Gardner Minshew. I could throw a football over the mountains. Let's see, man. <laughs> this man was trash right here. This man was like, straight doogie. Oh, I don't care. That man's trash. That's Matt Ryan. That's Matt Ryan. No. But okay. I'm talking about this guy, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Did you put Matt? Oh, Matt Ryan and trash. I didn't, I didn't see where you put him. Sorry, oh, yeah, my bad, my trash. bad, my bad. I mean, what did Ryan do last year? I don't think he really did much. They're talking about trading up to get your quarterback. Yeah. He's trash. He has fallen off. I'm I'm going C. I'm going trash. Yeah, I'd rather go C, too. Jimmy G? I feel so bad for Jimmy G, man. He got got injured. Did you see? He got hurt, too. Did you know that Vegas has a brothel that literally said Jimmy G is free whatever whenever he wants it? My guy. That's fantastic. That's my kind of guy right there. Dude. Yeah, Vegas, I mean, this one's, Vegas is a wild place. This is another one where it's kind of like you can't really do anything because he's hurt for like. Yeah, I'd have to give him a C when he does play though. Yeah. Um, Colt McCoy. C. Man, you know, man, a C. Back up, give him a C. True lock. C. Back up. True Lock is trash, dude. Come on. He's so bad. He's <laughs> I, mean, so bad. I mean, Colt McCoy's trash, dude, but we put him in seats so and put, put him in. Is that, <laughs> is that the mommy milker himself, Zachary <laughs> Wilson? Dude, that man's straight trash. <laughs> Not even a debate. Garbage, dude. Uh, Andy Dong. Uh, he's a Carolina quarterback, so trash. Um, oh, okay. Okay, buddy. <laughs> that yeah, man had better stats than Daniel next, Jones. Your next QB just went to... Uh, Cause that's what y'all are trading when y'all trade Rogers. You're gonna get yeah, okay, bud. Mommy milkers himself. Universe so. you're, you're living in, but that's not this one. Nah, Aaron Rodgers wants to go over here so he can train this man because he's he loves Zach Wilson for some reason. Um, probably because he knows how to get moms and he doesn't have one. So okay, right. <laughs> oh, 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 oh man, no. I'm gonna give two up. A dog. <laughs> Yeah, when yeah, two is one. not laying, when two is not laying on the ground like a vegetable. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> that's awful. When two that's is awful. not in the hospital. All right, okay. You have to okay. cut that out, dude. Don't keep that in. You have to cut that out. Two is an A. A, yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is already on his. All right, Dak Prescott. Put him above Josh Allen. Put him in front of Josh Allen. Dak Prescott. Oh. No, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak's a Dak's a B. He, he had solid a pretty B. solid year. Put him in the rookie category. <laughs> that man didn't even get to play. Nah, put that man in. I mean, put that man in straight. <clears throat> <laughs> he was in. <injured. laughs> that was it. That's wrong. Okay, put him in C. Put him in. Put him in C. Put him in C. He got to give up that trash. But either way. Trash. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty trash. He's pretty terrible. Did Malik Willis even have a touchdown this year? No, he's passing. trash. Yeah, I'm a, if he doesn't have a passing touchdown, we gotta put him in trash. Did he play? Oh, he did. Oh, good lord. He had, he had 276 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions with a QBR of 12.4. Mm-hmm. Kyle Murray. Let's see. I... Ah. The thing about Kyler is I'm just I think so Kyler Murray's a walking garbage can. I'm just so disappointed with him. Like yeah. he came out and like lit Fucking the league midget. up for like <laughs> Oh my god. He came, 
<laughs> if he had a regular season, I'd put him at B, but because of this, he's C. If he ran, he didn't laugh because the grass tickles his balls. I'd be in C too. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, he's a C. He's a C. <laughs> He's definitely a C. You know what? I'm going to make my job easy. I'm leaving all this in because it's hilarious. Don't. God. At least I didn't say anything this time. That's terrible. Trailer. Trailer it's, it's, even though he's with you got to put him in trash. He's trash. The hairline is trash, too. Oh, man. <laughs> See that thing? That man looked like the dead guy. Okay. The dead guy. <laughs> Football feels like I used to play on as a kid. Oh, no. That thing was so patchy. Jameis was trash. Jameis was trash. Baker that man Mayfield looked like the front this man was no Baker Mayfield was below trash. Yeah, that dude was... He should have been a rookie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, we can at least say these next two were probably S tier, right? Well, I can't even see them. It's Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Yeah. Nah, that Pat, Pat Mahomes guy is... That Pat Mahomes guy is trash. You put Pat Mahomes <laughs> all the way in the front, though. Yeah, Pat Mahomes there. Justin Herbert, I'll put five behind... Buffalo Bills quarterback. Uh, Shoot that Aaron man, Josh Allen. Overrated. Aaron Rodgers, I'd have to say A tier. Yeah. I mean, okay, but let's just real quick. If we're saying like injuries and stuff affected their season, mm. then we mm. would go back to the last year where he won the MVP. That's so not think- what he said. He said, "Use the games where they actually played." Uh, well, if we're using the games where they actually played before they were hurt, I mean, we were like five and one, and Rodgers was like already back in talks to be an MVP. So, I would put him in S. Not and he's not a. even my quarterback anymore. Yeah, but... he is. He's 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 an A. He's an A. Jared Goff, solid B. Yeah. Solid B. Very solid, solid B. B. Very solid Very B. great. Very good year for Jericho. Kurt yeah. Cousins. Solid B. Solid, solid B. B. Solid B. Great. Marcus Mariota. Solid trash. Solid trash. Solid trash. I meant trash. Desmond Ritter. Solid, solid trash. Solid trash. Yeah. Okay. Derek Carr. Solid trash. He was pretty bad. He was really bad last he, year. He was... All right. And there's our list. Homie really made it to a Pro Bowl with like what? How many, how many touchdowns did he have? Where's Tyler well, Huntley at? That was, uh, what? Where's Tyler Huntley? He was a pro, court, pro Bowl quarterback. No, he wasn't. They were just yeah. playing pretend. Um, oh. <laughs> this is our list of, uh, this is you know, tiered rough. quarterbacks. And actually, I really feel like it's pretty accurate. There's a lot of C-tier quarterbacks. Um, yep. Most of them have not gotten a chance to start fully just yet or are in the development of being starting quarterbacks. So I think that they will probably move up or potentially even down uh, into our rankings list. And I'm sure some people in the trash category, i.e. Russell Wilson, will probably move out of it eventually. Maybe. I mean, probably not. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Do we have another quiz? Yes, we have one more. All right. We're going to do the uniform list. Ooh. Um, so I would kind of take Arizona with a grain of salt because they're getting new uniforms. So just kind of a FYI. As are the painters. We're not well, new uniforms. We're just recoloring. We're just recolor. Recoloring our blue a different color. 
Recolor. Um, so, Arizona. Meh. Pretty meh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta. I think Atlanta's are pretty nice. Yeah. Definitely that. I, I do. That, I do like the black and red. That that black to red fade. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one is. Pretty, yeah. That one. That one. The black and red fade's actually pretty fire to me. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore. That pull. That full purple. Yeah. I just. It's at. So. I think it's average. That's it's average. That's what I would say. Mine's average. It's average. Be real. Sure. That Bills one, it's pretty meh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very meh. Yeah. You guys are average. You, you guys' uniforms are pretty average. I do like them, but I think I like the different. I don't like the the black and, and blue. I like you guys' white uniforms a lot better, to be honest. Oh, or you're like all blue uniforms. I love those. Those are really nice. Bears. Uh, garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> I would say garbage. Pretty average or meh. I'll yeah. give a meh. I'm not meh. Those Bengals uniforms are garbage. That's garbage. garbage. That That's one's garbage. Hot garbage. They're new ones. I like them, but that one's They're, trash. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland is also garbage. I hate the Cleveland Browns. Uniform. I hate brown. Yeah. I'm Dallas. Dallas is meh. Probably. Man or average one thing. Denver. Yeah, Alright, I'm sorry to the one person that I know that's a Broncos fan watching this video. You guys have garbage uniforms. <laughs> oh. I, I'm a more I'm again like a lot of these things are mad average to me. Yeah, I'd say meh. Uh the Lions. Average. I'll say I, average. I, I mean, Packers. If we're going off those, uh, off those, then I think it's pretty average. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going off of those, then it's average. If we're going off of these, if we're going off the bumblebees. The bumblebees are fire. Those Not are bumblebees. Fire. The uh, they did that one like green and whatever that ugly one. What was it? Like dark green and what was? Oh, what was that uniform called? Now I'm about to look it up. The fifty throwback. Was it that? Oh, there's one first? that's like terrible. Oh no, it's not the it's not that one. Oh, what is it? That's oh, the I'm... one where the helmets y'all had the little circle with the number. Oh, yes, that one. The, that one's blue, so bad. The blue uniform. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, that one's god awful. Yeah, I said well, Bumblebee because I was thinking of the Steelers, but that's just as bad. Uh, the Texans. They're very meh. Meh to average. Colts. Average. Yeah, they're very average. Jags. I like average. them. I like them too. I think they're nice. I think they're nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like the green. I think the green pops with it. Uh, I think that's the Chiefs. Chiefs have a have a nice uniform. I like the Chiefs uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Their red and whites look pretty good. They're red on red, red on white. Yeah. The, the powder blue of the Chargers is fire. Yeah. I love it the is, Chargers. It is uniform. fire. It is yeah. fire. I, I love yeah. the Chargers. Same with the Rams. The, the Rams I, uniform is fire. I think the Rams are pretty fire also. A lot of people yeah. like them. I like them. Dude, the Chargers and the Rams easily have the best uniforms in the NFL. They are fire. Except for when the Giants were the throwback. Yeah. The Giants throwback yeah. is heat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Raiders. Mid-average. Yeah. yeah. 
but, but yeah, the the Rams and the the Chargers are fire uniforms. Yeah, Dolphins. They're nice. I like I like the Dolphins blue. I really do. Yeah, I give it nice. Yeah. I do. I actually do like the. the I like the Vikings. I, I like nice. the I like the purple. I really nice. do. I think these are terrible. I don't like that. I don't we like just that don't try. ever change anything like with the uniform. I'm giving them a meh. Yeah. Saints. Uh, garbage. I don't like the black and gold. I don't garbage. think they're. I don't think it's good either. I could probably give it a meh, but I think you two outvote me. Yeah, that's, that's not even me being biased. I just don't think they look I, good. I, I just, think you can do it more just doesn't them. look. It looks like a high school uniform. I just don't like it. Yeah, Giants. They're pretty average. Those are average. I the Jets. I, I, I like the like Jets. Jets. I like the Jets. Those things are nice. I do like I the Jets. Know. I'd go nice. Nice. Okay. That's fine. Eagles. The Eagles could make their uniform There's, so yeah, cool. It could be they so could, fire. I, I love that they're doing the uh, the Kelly Green. green Kelly throw, Green is yeah, nice. The Kelly Green throwbacks. Those, yep. So if they if that would have been the picture for these, I would have said fire because those are nice. Yeah, uh, Steelers. I like Garden. the Steelers uniforms. Yeah, Steelers. You don't like them. You don't I've like never them. liked any of the Steelers uniforms. I just think they're so ugly. That the bumblebee, bumblebee would, is terrible. That bumblebee is pretty fire, though. <laughs> That's awful. The Seahawks. I think the Seahawks is kind of meh. Yeah. The Seahawks color rush, though, is fire. Yeah, color rush is pretty good. That lime green? Yeah, that's that fire. That is awful. No, that's fire. Ooh, I love I, that lime green. Man, that's a heck of a take, I guess. Uh, San Francisco, I think it's a fire. Not going to lie. They're okay. I think they're average. Yeah, pretty average. Okay. Bucks. They're average. also another average, yeah. A lot of average ones. Uh, Titans. I don't like the gray. No, either. No, I don't really either. They're, they're very man. And then they took commanders. that gray off, it'd be pretty decent. I do kind of like the commander's new uniform. I'm a more average kind of guy again. Yeah, I like average. It's fine. Alright, so. That's what it's supposed to be. Average. Everybody average. Bam. Bam. There's your NFL bang bang uniform tier list. Yep. So, ladies and gents, that was your uh, uniform tier list. We are wrapping up episode 12 of Pack the Bank Podcast. As always, if you liked what you saw here, you can like and subscribe or follow us on YouTube and Instagram on our social channels. Link in the description below. And as you just saw it on the screen, um, we're probably going to be doing some more polls and stuff leading up to the draft on our page. So make sure that you check that out. And then obviously follow both of our uh, pages on Instagram, as I just linked. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been us. My name's Cody. This has been Aaron and CK. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.